0: Jabbar, you're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9, Hanging with the Anteaters. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. Hi, my name is Brent Meredith, and I'm your host. I want to welcome you to my new show, Who Are You?, The show where we engage in self-reflection and look inward to know ourselves better and to know those around us better. Looking inward can be a bit scary, but I believe in my heart that doing this inner work is important and beneficial to our growth as people. When we engage in that work, we will inevitably find a combination of amazing, beautiful things and also some cobwebs. Areas within ourselves that have been neglected for years and that need to be dusted off and woken up. And this is the impetus of bringing this show to you. We hope you'll join us on our journey of self-discovery. Now, with that said, I need to be honest with you. I am not, I repeat, I am not a licensed psychologist, nor do I claim to be an expert. This show is meant to be a dialogue with you, the listener, in hopes that we can sharpen and strengthen one another. If you are struggling and need help, please contact a professional and get their help. We all need help at times in our lives. We all need someone to talk to. There are people out there who care and who want to help you. And now, without further ado, here's the host of our show, Brent Meredith. Hello Irvine and hello world. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you this afternoon, this Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. I say hello world because I'm told that besides our students, faculty and staff here at the university that we have pockets of listeners from around the world. Uh, People who used to live here in the area in Irvine or Orange County and alumni uh, who have moved overseas. So to everyone tuning in, thank you for listening and supporting this station. I also have my wife Renata here with me in the studio. She brings a lot of insight to the table with regard to this topic. So Renata do you want to say hello to good people out there? Hello, world. Hello, world. So before we jump into the show, I want to encourage you to send in questions to us. That's going to hold true for this entire quarter. Every show that we do, we want to interact. We think that's an important part of the show. We want to interact with the listening audience. So if you have a pen, write this down or maybe put it in your phone so that you know how to send questions to us. You can email us. I've got my email up. You can email us at you. That's the name of the show, Who Are You at kuci.org. Again, that's Who Are You at kuci.org. So if you hear something that piques your interest or raises a question, send us your emails and send them to us send them to us early so that we have time to get to them before the end of the show. Uh, I'll give you a quick overview of what you can expect over the next 14 weeks. The theme of our show, as you heard in the introduction there, is that we're gonna we're gonna attempt to understand ourselves and others better through the lens of personality. And there's a lot of different personality systems out there. Some of them you've probably heard of. Some of them you may be really familiar with. Um, there's for for one that's used in the business world a lot. It's called DISC, um, and that has four different personality types in it. Another one that's even more popular than DISC that a lot of people have probably heard of is MBTI that's the Myers-Briggs typology indicator that has 16 types. Another one is the big five or it's also it also goes by the acronym ocean. Uh, It's got that's got five personality types and then there's another one that has nine personality types and that's called the Enneagram and that's what we're going to be focusing on here today and mostly in this quarter. We will talk about the other ones at times. We'll talk about other personality related topics but for the most part we're going to hone in on the Enneagram and the reason why the Enneagram is valuable for this for understanding ourselves and others better is that rather than just looking at behavior it addresses our inner fears and our inner motivations and so what the Enneagram does is it brings us face to face with the reasons behind our actions so that we can move towards growth. To give you a little background on the Enneagram the word Enneagram there's basically two parts to that. In the, in the Greek language, ennea means nine, and gramma means something that's written or drawn, or like a symbol. So if you go out on the internet and you Google the Enneagram, you'll see a circle with nine points on it. And that symbol represents the nine personality types of the Enneagram. Uh, the Enneagram has been around for hundreds of years. It dates back all the way to the 1200s. And in today's world, it's been popularized and it's used now in businesses, churches, organizations, uh, and the like to, to help the employees or the members of that organization to understand each other better and to have better relationships. Uh, the Enneagram is important to me for for practical reasons. It, it can come into play and help us in relationships like dating, work, uh, when we go home at the end of the day, with, when we're with our family, when we're with our friends. I mean, let's face it, relationships can be tough. We tend to step on each other's toes. We're all going in different directions and have different ideas of how things should, should go. And so sometimes there's necessary conflict and sometimes there's unnecessary conflict. And the Enneagram can help us to go to grow through much of the unnecessary conflict. So today we're going to go through each type briefly just to kind of give an overview and then in the the following weeks this quarter we'll dig in deeper to each individual type as we have time and really drill down and see what each type, uh, you know, we can celebrate their strengths but we can also look at their blind spots, potential blind spots of each type. Each type has a certain way that they unwittingly or unknowingly push people away. Or offend people. We all desire close friendships. But we end up pushing others away. Without even knowing it. And we all have things that have happened in our lives. You know we have things that may have happened on the playground when we were kids. We've all experienced broken relationships at some point. Or we've had parents or people that we looked up to. Who were not responding the way that we'd hoped they would to us. Um, and so these, these hurts and these pains that we've experienced in life, they all played a role in shaping us. And in some cases, they caused us to push certain parts of ourselves away. And so the Enneagram has helped me with facing fears and working through those fears. And when we do that, we can live more freely, more out in the open. We don't have to be enslaved anymore to the hidden and repressed fears that we have inside of us. It takes... A huge burden and weight off of our shoulders every day. We don't have to run around beating people up all day and trying to prove our worth and our value to people. There's a freedom in it. We can take a load off and just sit comfortably in our own skin and who we are. And that can, another thing Enneagram can do is it can help us to change old habits that we've been stuck in for years and we can begin the, the process of transformation. And that's really what the Enneagram is about. It's, a, it's not just about learning and knowledge that's going to become static, it's transforming, it's moving through what you learn and becoming better. Now, a little disclaimer here, it's, the Enneagram, like any personality system, it's not a cure-all, it's just a tool, it's a language that we can all become conversant in, and once we become fluent in this language, it gives us more tools to work with, more ways to see the world and the perspectives of others. So on that note, I'd like to ask my wife, Renata, we've been married for several years now. And you've learned a lot in that time about the Enneagram. I started teaching it to you. And now you're getting to the point where you're surpassing me on a lot of this stuff and your knowledge of the Enneagram. So help us understand what the Enneagram has done for your life. How has it transformed you or been beneficial to you?
1: Well, I'll be honest. In the beginning, I was very dismissive. You introduced a lot of different personality models to me and I was like oh one more and um, as I didn't win that battle I started listening to you and the more I I read about it I started understanding who, who I was I, I understand who I am now better and it brought awareness it brought acknowledgement and it brought acceptance and as I embrace who I am now, the good and the bad, because that's the, um, the dichotomy of every type, their weaknesses and strengths. And I realize like, this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. So I'm going to embrace myself and I'm going to walk towards transformation. How, how can I be a better be a better person how can I be transformed and knowing myself has helped a lot and that brought me to a point that I was curious about other people and I was like oh okay so what are type fours what are type fives and how can I understand these people how can I accept them understanding where they're coming from and the root of those weaknesses, and not only that, but how can I also help them to understand the Enneagram so they can also accept themselves and go and pave that road into transformation it has helped our marriage to understand. I'm a type one, and Brent's a type five. Along those next weeks, you guys will um, have an understanding what those numbers you mean. You guys are going to get
0: to know us really well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um It it helps me to understand when he behaves in a certain way, when he wants to hide in the house in the cave and he doesn't want to get out of the house for two days. Okay, I know what's going on here. I know where this is coming from. And it helps me to just embrace him and say, it's okay. I love you and I accept you just the way you are
0: right and as we said that's what the enneagram is all about it's about learning and a lot of the top teachers of the enneagram will tell you they'll say uh, when you first learn your weaknesses of your type you might even feel some shame because we all have these hidden weaknesses but if you can embrace that and grow through it that's where the real growth happens in the relationships and that's what we we hope to do this quarter Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to go through quickly Briefly uh, on these on this first week, the nine types. If your skin could talk, would you listen? As your skin, I forgive you. I. Me before prom, on spring break, and at tanning salons. But if you continue to tan, I hope you can forgive me. Forgive me when I start developing wrinkles and age spots. Forgive me if I develop melanoma when you're only 22. Protect your skin from the second most common cancer in young women 15 to 29 years old. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
1: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KECI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.
0: Okay, we're back here on KUCI 88.9, Irvine. This is Brent Meredith, your host of Who Are You? Where we seek to understand ourselves and others better through the lens of personality. Uh, just a reminder here as we get into the second half of the show, submit your questions. If you have any questions, don't be shy. You can send them to You at KUCI.org. I've got my email up here ready for questions if you guys have any. So let's do a quick snapshot of the nine types and feel free to write these down or take notes. If you think it'll help you to remember uh, some of the introductory characteristics of these nine types. Um, We'll do the type one first. We'll just go in numerical order. The type one, that's what Renata is. We talked, we we mentioned that earlier. That's what my (laughs) wife is. Um, The type one is known as the reformer or the perfectionist and their core motivation in life is doing the right thing. So they have these high standards of how they want society to run, how they want expect people to behave. They want things to to go well. And their core fears of being condemned for doing the wrong thing. So you see a lot of type ones. They can end up in in law enforcement, military. They can be accountants, uh, auditors, engineers, things like that. Um, And to let you know, next week, I'm going to be interviewing my wife, Renata, here as a type one. So next week we're going to focus on the type one and we're going to hone in and really get to know what it looks like to be a type one. To be compulsive. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, that can be the, one of the negative sides. So that's the type one.
1: And the type two is known as the helper, the giver. And their motivation in life is to, to need to be loved. They need to be needed. And that's the key word to remember for the helper and that's a lovely trait to have but when they start dwelling in their fear which is not which is that fear of not being loved or needed they can start being very possessive they can be people pleasing they're very generous sometimes too generous to the point that they end up forgetting their needs and they have some Problems drawing boundaries because they want to give themselves to other people so much, and they're extremely caring, as well.
0: So the type three then is called the the achiever, or sometimes it's called the motivator, and their core motivation in life is being successful and being admired. Um, And their core fear is being rejected or not being admired and so the achievers they tend to be high achievers they push they're hard workers they tend to move up within organizations they tend to become managers supervisors leaders um, because they want to be successful and they want to be admired for their position in life Um, we'll talk more we'll get more into where that comes from here in a bit on some of these types but let's leave it at that for now let's go to the type four
1: Type fours are um, called the individualist or the romantic. Their motivation is basically to be unique, to understand themselves, that pursuit of always understand the self. And their biggest fear is of being defective. They despise the ordinary and uh, they are expressive. They are dramatic. They are many times self-absorbed, temperamental, very moody. But they, we, we find that in the um, arts. We see yeah. a lot of... Uh, um, Performers. Yes. You see uh, theater and you see um, songwriters. They, they are very like um, deep in the feelings. They, they, they enjoy being that...
0: I always think of Prince.
1: Melancholic. Prince um, with
0: his outfits.
1: There is beauty for them yeah. in being yeah. that darkness five,
0: The type five, this is my favorite type. The Boom. type five is known as the thinker or the observer and their core motivation in the world is to understand the world. So they're always looking for information to devour. They're always reading books and they just want more and more and more information. They tend to approach life logically um, and their core fear is of being overwhelmed by the world. So when that happens, they tend to retreat so that they can get that sense of balance again. So then they can, you know, kind of re-enter the world, um, and that's you know something I've had to work through.
1: Now the Type Six, um, I, I I have to do a lot of homework on this one because it's a mystery to me, honestly, and. Uh, um, type sixes I are tough. Really, yes, I cannot really grasp them. They're called uh, the loyalist or the skeptic. Their motivation is to be secure, and their biggest fear is to be abandoned. They're extremely committed, responsible, but they can also be very anxious and suspicious.
0: Uh, the type seven is known as the enthusiast or the adventurer, and their core desire, core motivation in life, is to be happy. And their core fears of being deprived. So when you put those two things together, you end up with somebody who, if they're sitting at their desk bored, they just can't do that. They've got to get up and go find something interesting or stimulating to do. So it can end up looking a little bit impulsive. um, And they sometimes can numbly seek sensations. You know, they're the ones, they tend to be world travelers. um, And they'll just hop on a plane on a Friday and just maybe go to Europe. So... They just do not want to be bored.
1: Um, The type eights, I've worked with a lot of them. They are called the challengers or the leaders. Their motivation is to be self-reliant. And their biggest fear is of being controlled or um, to submit to others. They can be very dominating, powerful. When they enter a room, you just know they're there. Um, They're very decisive willful and a lot of times confrontational and they are not afraid of um, engaging in that state type nine
0: the type nines are known as the peacemaker and their core motivation in life is union with people and peace they just want still waters they don't want any conflict and their core fear is separation so when they feel separated from their loved ones or the people around them they make an effort to bring that relationship back into union, back into peace um, so that the waters are still once again, that's where they feel at home. Uh, so that's a quick snapshot of the type of the nine types. We talked a little bit earlier about ways that the Enneagram has helped us to grow. I want to touch on that a little bit more. Me as a type five, we I, I'm head oriented. As I said, they, they approach the world through the lens of logic And within the Enneagram, you have these three centers. You have the head center, fives, sixes, and sevens all together there. Five, six, and seven are the head types. They approach the world logically. And so for me, learning to get out of my head and be present in the body, there's a whole other set. There's another three personality types that are like, body oriented or they call them gut or instinctual they're very present in the body and they're doers those are the eights nines and ones and so I've been able to learn as a head oriented person by watching them that if I'm present in my body it opens up a whole new world and it takes all that pressure off that I put on my mind to have to figure everything out and carry the load so it makes my life easier and simpler because I'm not stuck in my mind Or limited to just finding solutions by thinking things through. Sometimes the answer is not in the head. Sometimes the answer is getting out of the head, going to the gym, going to have lunch with a friend, to just stop thinking and analyzing so much. And for those body types, the eights, nines, and ones, being present in the body is like breathing to them. They just live instinctually like that. They're not as heady. doesn't mean they're not intelligent. It just means that they're more doers. They're more present in the body. Um, And then you have a whole nother set of three within the Enneagram that are heart or image based. And those are the twos, threes, and fours. So the twos, threes, and fours, they tend to approach life through the heart. They they can have artistic flair um, and they approach life with a lot of passion because they're living with their heart. And so that's another thing as a five that I've learned um, by watching the twos, threes, and fours is how to engage the heart. Not everything has to be intellectual. And so that's what I was talking about earlier is that we can learn from these different centers and these different types. And as a result, we can trans—we can start to tr- go through transform- transformation and become more well-balanced. So let's see if we've got any questions here. No questions have come in, that's okay. But you guys can email questions In future episodes, hopefully you wrote that email down, we'll say it again next week. Um, We're going to, when we wrap up here, we're going to put on a little Brazilian music for you as we transition into the next show, which is called The Talk Show, formerly known as Half Past Five. And the host of that show is Paxton. So what a name for that show. Um, And I'd like to just end the show with this thought. Let's go out there today and benefit someone. I'm hesitant to say, let's help someone because that's gonna sound more like the type two, right? The type twos are the helpers. So it's not always about helping in in the exact sense of the word. We all have different strengths that we can use to benefit others. Like if you're a type eight, maybe you help people by providing structure and leadership in the workplace or in the family unit. If you're a type three, maybe you help people by motivating them and helping them to learn something new because you're always on the go always bringing always new making information. It happen. Yeah, yeah, you're a doer. You're making things happen. You're living you're passionate about what you do. You live from the heart. There's ways you can help the other types. As a type 5 myself, how how can I help people? By sharing knowledge. I'm always learning information, but what am I doing with it? And so that, you know, that's why I'm here on the show is to turn around and like share some of this stuff that I've learned and how I've grown um, if you're a type one like my wife maybe you can arrest somebody you can find someone out in the street who's doing something wrong and just tell them how bad they're behaving or something so what would be a, a way that type one Renata could help someone uh,
1: besides throwing people under the bus all the time uh, <laughs> it would probably in a healthy way just um, if someone asks you for your feedback that you can actually engage with that person we are known brent comes to me all the time for insight and that's something that i realize that it's very life-giving to me and um, you just go out and instead of like reforming people with anger you just help them just to be better people That's how I see it. If
0: you're a type four and you're creative, maybe you can help your kids or your siblings to develop their creative side or tap into the heart, learn a little poetry. There's there's, we all have different strengths that we can help people with. So the message I want to leave you with is go out there and give the people around you a boost. They might be feeling insecure, intimidated, fearful, lonely, or isolated, even if they don't show any signs of those things. They might be feeling one of the nine fears that we just talked about today. Your helping hand, your guidance, or your kind words can change the course of their day. This is Brent Meredith signing off. Until next time.